Hello, welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm the editor here at Light Reading. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm also an editor at Light Reading. And I'm Greg Garten. I'm Chief Technology Officer for NTT Security. Greg Garten, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, uh, for those who don't know, Greg is several time zones away from us, so he's up really early in the morning. So a special thank you for uh, for for uh, doing whatever you had to do to be be in front of a microphone right now. <laughs> My pleasure. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, it's it's great to talk to you too because what we're you know we've done several podcasts where we've talked about various. Um, uh, security issues that are coming up, not just for uh, telecom carriers, but definitely their uh, the customers that they're serving. Um, and it it's almost like the more the more simple the world gets, the more complicated it gets because things you know everybody's driving toward hyper efficiency, which is get all your things into the cloud and manage everything in the cloud, and that will make you super you know that'll take down your IT cost. You'll be able to scale you know, and so on and so forth. But uh, it also opens up, uh, I think, a whole new uh, wide variety of concerns um, once once you move everything to the cloud as a, either an enterprise or, or a telecom carrier. Um, I guess that's a great place for us to start is sort of, um, you know, since, you know, a lot of NTT securities customers are large enterprises, um, what have you learned in looking at, uh, you know, at, at their issues as they're you know, transitioning to the cloud and moving their operations and other things to the cloud? It's a great question because uh, um, what what we're seeing is because of the, I guess, uh, extreme simplicity of the cloud, or at least the, 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 uh, the format in which it's being uh, consumed is very, very different than what traditional uh, legacy enterprise applications and infrastructure are being consumed. There's an expectation that that same level of simplicity, but the really advanced capabilities are still there from a security standpoint. And I'm not seeing the uh, our industry kind of keep up with the pace of that simplicity. And so there's this mismatch of um, expectations that's out there. Uh, there's also the thinking that you can just apply traditional bolt-on security technologies that uh, kind of evolved over the years from the enterprises and just apply that to you know the cloud because a lot of people uh, are looking at the at the cloud as oh this is just somebody else's data center which is not true you know there, right. there's some it's a, really a different paradigm and the it, it the our industry is slow to adapt to that paradigm it, it's getting faster because of the yeah. uh, you know increased adoption and the transformation that's happened especially through covid but it's still you know far behind it's an interesting um, mindset change because it doesn't just I mean, a lot of the security world, especially in enterprise and IT technology had kind of become, I mean, it necessarily started out very hardware-based, very appliance-based, oh, new problem, new threat, new box. Yeah. Um, and then there was a collapsing of boxes. And interestingly, this has kind of mirrored itself in the communications world as well. Like when you go into, you know, central offices and switching centers yeah. and stuff, it's like, you know, it started out as an array of boxes, then it became several things in one box. And then eventually they sort of found a way to virtualize a lot of that, but virtualizing it isn't, is also isn't really the cloud. <laughs> it's like the cloud, yeah. you know, a cloud native security solution behaves completely differently. And I think that's the, that's the transition point where some, some enterprises and some carriers are at right now is sort of understanding that, oh yeah, just because we put everything on um, off the shelf servers in a data center doesn't, it doesn't behave exactly like a, 
a an application that was written especially for the cloud. That, again, yep. I'm a terrible and podcaster because that wasn't really a question. That was just me yammering. So I agree with all of that. And the also when you get it, you're getting into cloud native applications that are being built from the ground up and you're utilizing cloud native functions and services and platform as a service components from these uh, cloud service providers. Um, they're, they're, everybody's trying to like shove it, you know, the, this, this square peg into a round hole and it's not there. And so very few of them are actually kind of saying, Hey, we need a, you know, a, a, a different way of looking at this. And so that's, um, it, it, it's a maturity that's kind of happening again within our industry, um, over time. Lucky for us, Kelsey understands the difference between me ranting and an actual interrogative at the end of a sentence. So now <laughs> she will she will actually ask a question like a professional would. You just got to do like a little uptick at the end and make it sound like a question. <laughs> That's right, I could. Huh? <laughs> uh? <laughs> um, Greg, you and I uh, spoke a few months ago um, about uh, the cyber threat sensor AI uh, that the NTT um came out with recently and and also about um, just how you kind of apply learnings from your enterprise customers to smaller customers um, and on the security front. Can you talk a little bit about that um, for those who you know may not have read that article and of course weren't there for <laughs> you and my conversation at that time? Yep. So, so one thing we're seeing uh, demand from uh, both from the enterprise and we're seeing an opportunity as the enterprises are evolving their they're developing their own applications and, um, you know, expanding their footprint in a very um, agile cloud native manner. Not all of them, a lot, you know, some of them, I mean, they, they see the writing on the wall and so they're, they're evolving. And those customers of ours are asking for solutions that are more purpose built for that type of an environment. And at the same time, you have a tremendous amount of, um, I guess, upward pressure from the, the market below the enterprise that's saying, hey, I need this advanced stuff, but I don't need the complexity with it because everything else that I'm consuming, like SaaS services, and you know, you, you can start an entire business and basically <laughs> kill it within a matter of like, you know, of weeks or months, you know, and, and how else in history have you been able to do that for something so complex? Mm -hmm. Right. And so taking those learnings from those from the, the very large enterprise customers and um adapting those and pushing those downstream so that those uh, mid-market and even lower customers can actually reap the benefits of the advanced cybersecurity because they they don't know what they don't know down at that level. And if we, you know, the thinking is that if we can take our uh, insights and, uh, you know, apply our algorithms, our machine learning models to that um, uh, and, and the output from that to the that uh, down market area, we can uh, be not only we're successful, but we're helping protect those customers where they previously would not have been protected. I mean, there's mm -hmm. they can buy all the technology they want and they feel uh, protected. But at the end of the day, it's only as good as the, the stuff that they bolt on. Mm -hmm. Are there and vice versa? Are there things that, um, you know, you can learn from the smaller customers that you can then apply to the enterprise customers? Oh. Absolutely. That was another exciting thing for me is the the what I call the dirty networks. You know, there's a tremendous amount of dirty networks down there at, at that area. I mean, a good example is we um, when we first were deploying, we, we developed a, a cyber threat sensor, which is a cloud native um, uh, IDS based kind of a, a network detection and response feature that we had deployed into the AWS marketplace. And that was what you and I talked about when we started. We were uh, beta testing this within enterprises in their cloud environments and also on prem in a virtualized manner. 
um, we found out that many of the enterprise environments were very clean. You know, they're, they really are looking for that, that, that needle. You know, there may no longer be a haystack, but there is a needle <laughs> because of their maturity. But when you, you, you know, push further down into the down market where they don't have that same level of maturity, that's where we're seeing, a lot, you know, all the really bad stuff happening, which is uh, good for us to actually uh, synthesize that information upstream into the enterprise customers. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very complementary to each other, both sides of, of the market, and they both benefit in different ways, um, but they also help feed each other behind the scenes. And, and it, it, it works out really well. And because of our scale um, on the, the network where, you know, everything that that's the transport, right. For everything, we're able to um, get that, that, that data and analyze that data in order to serve both needs. And that, that is, we think really key is the data. It's the intelligence of what's happening going forward. It's not, everybody's going to have responses. Everybody's going to have orchestration it's the intelligence of how you apply those uh, that orchestration and those responses and those detections. So NTT's helping them. Um, you said this was a that your uh, the tool you talked about was available on the eight on AWS on uh, AWS or, Marketplace. Yeah, and, and a, uh, has have you uh, has it had time to make its way to other uh, cloud prep platforms or or is is that where primarily your customers are concentrated? Um, that was where we started when we um, were, uh, we, we run, uh, I run within my organization like a Skunkworks um, program. And within the Skunkworks program, it was easier for us because AWS is, is more technical from that standpoint. It, and and okay. the interfaces that they provided were easier for us. So that was the initial um, launch. But we do, uh, we are developing it within Azure. And we're okay. looking at going uh, into GCP as well. Um, we do have a partnership with Microsoft, which we're really focusing on. So Microsoft is is big for us, and then eventually, probably the the tier two cloud providers as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it is how does um, this just the act of detecting threats in, uh, in in a cloud environment? How how is that is that um, different than detecting them on prem in a uh, in an enterprise uh, network? It, it, it is to a degree. So <clears throat> I'll give you an example, like the, the, the profile of the traffic um, in a cloud versus on-prem. So, you know, you're in a, a, a traditionally uh, outside of COVID, you're in a branch office or you might be behind like Zscaler or something if you're remote. Um, sure. you're, you're, you're going out to the internet to do things and you're, you know, uh, clicking links within your email that are going there. You know, you're, that's all the kind of risky behavior. In right. a data center, you know, you don't have people sitting within AWS, right? You know, right. you have uh, some companies do backhaul, you know, into a cloud service provider in order to aggregate their traffic and then they scrub it on the way out. But the majority of people are hosting workloads and those workloads from a threat perspective are uh, very different than users. Um, so the, the, you know, while there is overlap and there is um, commonality in terms of how you do the detections, the actual things you're detecting are, you know, slightly different. And that's something that, uh, you know, we've always found lacking in some of the vendor community is the recognition of those different type of profiles. They're trying to do a one size fits all for the bolt on right. technologies that they have. Yeah. I've always wondered how, how, like, if you were, if you were built to monitor things inside of an enterprise where, like you said, the behavior changes completely and, uh, you know, so therefore the, so therefore, the risk profile changes completely. How how right. you would actually map that to the cloud? 
Um, I, I guess similarly, I have a question about how how well that's held up for you guys. You know that uh, having that security or that uh, threat detection capability inside of AWS. Um, it seemed like that came out at just the right time because suddenly the world's changed and now we're, you know, a, a larger majority of people inside of corporations are working remotely and they're probably going to stay that way, you know, for, for the, uh, for the near future. Have you noticed an uptick in the, pro- in the use of the product or just a change in, uh, in anything related to, you know, how the product works? Yeah, we, we have seen a, an increase in, um, uh, cloud adoption from a workload perspective. So people are shifting workloads faster into the cloud. And so we are seeing um, an uptick in the adoption of the cyber threat sensor. And that, that's just the beginning of, uh, it's kind of the foundation of what we're developing from a product perspective going forward. And so that, that was really nice to see um, the increased u- usage of it. But like you said, at the same time, the remote workers and the SASE um, applications and, and uh, you know, all of that, uh, all of the SaaS applications that everybody's kind of you know, getting people out of their own data centers and into the cloud and, and other areas. Um, we're, we're also seeing a tremendous uptick in, in volume and telemetry that is coming from those sources. And being able to analyze that at scale um, has always been a, a, a challenge for people like us, but it's even more so now. And so that's really one of the areas that we're focusing on. And, and ironically enough, you know, we're also cloud native in our uh, back end as well. In order to leverage that, you know, uh, theoretically infinite scale, but you know, scale that we would need that otherwise would be impossible for us to keep up with those customers' uh, deployments and that telemetry. Are there um, just? I think we have a couple minutes left. Uh, looking ahead at this year, um, are there any cybersecurity threats that um, you know keep you up at night, or or that you think should be front of mind for CISOs? Um, I think there's, you know, uh, further um, exposure of kind of the, the fragile nature of, of the, the the mechanics around, you know, the, the compute mechanics around the supply chain. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the there, there's all of this stuff that everybody expects to just work in the economy that really is <laughs> right. very, um, very complex. I mean, yeah, I mean, let's not even talk toilet paper, right? From the beginning. <laughs> That's what I, that was exactly what I was thinking. How'd you I, know? I <laughs> Or I wouldn't bring it up, but since you brought it up. <laughs> That's on our podcast bingo card as well. That's right. <laughs> Got to get one TP reference in every podcast. Yeah, no, nobody sleeps well here. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it, to my you know credit, I didn't anchor a conversation around TP. So, <laughs> but, yeah, but I, I it, it, you know, it, it is true, though. It's exposing all of these, um, you know, f- fragile interconnections that are built on, um, you know, a foundation that isn't secure from the beginning. And so that, uh, we're going to see the ramifications of that, you know, there, it's going to get, you know, more and more and more, and there's going to be worse. And when you compound it with all of these other kind of physical world things that are happening, it could be amplified. Um, so I think that's a a big thing that, you know, kind of worries me. The other thing is, um, I think the uh, dependency on, you know, some of the cloud uh, providers and some of the recent outages that we've seen, um, because, you know, one element of security is also availability, you know, and that's something that I think um, people don't really think about. And, uh, you know, the, the, the goal is and then also the simplicity. So the availability, the simplicity, 
um, there, there's going to be huge drivers toward that. Um, but doing it in a way that mitigates a lot of these complex risks that we see. The other, um, I guess, element is OT and ICS environments. As we transition from kind of the legacy old school, um, you know, bolt-on uh, security technology of how to secure the OT and ICS environments. And as these environments are kind of dying, you know, and they're being replaced by IoT and modern ICS and OT environments that are connected directly to the internet, as opposed to just a gateway out to the internet. Um, I think that's going to create a whole new dimension of, um, of you know, interestingness within this security <laughs> field that we're going to have to address. And right now, you know, I'm still getting a lot of people when we talk about OT and IT security, when I, you know, ask a very excited person, you know, like, well, what does that actually mean? They're kind of hard pressed to describe it because it's still kind of in buzzword territory. And I, I would like us to be able to, in our industry, to simplify this for the world to be able to say, you know, this is what it means. It's not just a buzzword, somebody pounding their fist on the table, like I need OT security. And, and that's also related to the fragility of the supply chain and everything that I talked about. Um, so I, yeah. I, I think that, that that's going to be an issue for 2022. Yeah. They're very much interlinked because the supply chain as, as a lot of businesses that are, um, kind of suddenly finding themselves, uh, you know, with way more demand than they can handle yeah. are, quickly looking to scale up or to pivot their business somehow. And that's where I think a lot of the, um, you know, they're not used to growing at 25% a year and all of a sudden they see these, they see these, you know, opportunities to scale quickly and maybe they don't think it all the way through in terms of like, okay, you're scaling. Can you, can you scale quickly and still be secure? Can you, yeah. you know, not, not leave yourself exposed somehow? Um, and then also, yeah, the OT thing's interesting as well because there's a lot there's a there's a lot on the line in terms of running uh, uh, businesses and, and actual buildings more efficiently. Yeah, um, that's like been a uh, every time I've you know dabbled in looking at IoT as a uh, as a disciplinary uh, an area for you know communication service providers. They seem obsessed with both a, with agriculture on one side, healthcare, and then you know, heating and cooling buildings yeah. is like a big, <laughs> a, a big thing. And yeah, you're right. The, the security of that is, is paramount. Um, it, but, it, but it also it, has to be incredibly simple. It, and it's kind of a hodgepodge right now of little point solutions that are all together. And that's kind of the perfect storm for, uh, you know, uh, not really understanding what they've deployed out there. And with, when you don't really understand what you've deployed and you don't have that visibility, you, you can't respond and you can't uh, protect and that's, you know, uh, one of the big, you know, one of the, the pillars of, of our view is getting access to all the telemetry. So you have that transparency and you can build out that map of what actually is happening because you can't respond to what you don't know. So, all right, I think we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, uh, for those who uh, missed it the first time around, uh, Kelsey's article about NTT's uh, AI threat sensor, it's called the uh, Cyber Threat Sensor AI, CTS-AI, for uh, those who like acronyms. That article's available. It's on, on light reading. Just, uh, 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 just search Kelsey's name and it'll, it'll come up. It was back, uh, back uh, last year in early November. Uh, Greg Garten, uh, CTO of NTT Security. Thanks so much for uh, making time for us today. And uh, I hope uh, we didn't interrupt your morning coffee too badly. No, it was great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you.